It's go time. Welcome, everyone, to Third Down Gamble. I'm Don Charbon, and today we have a very special guest, Jeff Creever, head of player and game data with the Canadian Football League. Welcome to the program again, Jeff. It was uh, great to have you last time, and I'm glad to have you back uh, for this one. Yeah, thanks, Don. It's 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 really great to be uh, back on the on the podcast with you. I remember joining you last year and and uh, de- decompressing after the. Uh, season that was and uh, excited to do that again for those that uh, haven't heard from me before I'm the senior director of uh, player and game data for the CFL and uh, I've worked for the league since 2012 when I started as uh, as an intern in uh, content thanks again thanks again for having me Don really excited to do this well I'm glad to have you and you you're no stranger to podcasts you used to be on one yourself and so this should be old hat for you I imagine yeah I miss I miss podcasting actually it's I fun to do this with you but i miss doing the cfl fantasy podcast shout out to hannah nordman and pat steinberg who i had a lot of fun doing that with for uh for a couple of years and uh moving into stats i the fantasy side of it became a, a no-no pretty quickly but those those days uh i still hold hold close to my heart uh, i had a lot of fun doing that and uh i'm a i'm a big fantasy guy as well outside of cfl so i, I really enjoyed doing that that was a great podcast. And what I loved about it was you guys seemed to have a lot of fun. Like there was a lot of teasing going back and forth. And of course, the Franklin song would come on every once in a while. <laughs> but uh, it was it seemed like everybody was knowledgeable, but you just had a blast doing it. And uh, each one of you had a week where you stood out. Yeah. And we, we didn't we tried not to take ourselves too seriously. We had opinions and certainly you have to when you're talking about fantasy football. But the, the rapport that we had during the podcast that that carried over uh, outside of it. Um, you know, in preparation each week and to, to people that even just going out for a beer, a beer with have, have a really great time with, with them. And, and it was hard, hard not to, you know, we always kept it light, even though sometimes things got a little competitive, which I think actually made the made the podcast a lot, uh, a lot better. Hopefully it came out that way. Uh, and I hope that's a void that we can fill as a league at some point. I know fantasy is really taking off with some of the new uh, free to play that we've got this year uh, in, in partnership with Genius Sports. And really excited about the direction um, that the league is taking in fantasy. Before we get to all of that, of course, inquiring minds want to know, there were a few hiccups this year with the transition to Genius Sports program architecture. Not to get into nuts and bolts, but what was it like for you having to go through that? Because at the beginning of the season, you listened to a radio broadcast, especially, it didn't seem to come out on television, that the stats department for the CFL was taking a big hit for all of this, and it really wasn't your fault. Well, I, I think obviously we have to acknowledge that the launch wasn't perfect. You know, that's that's joint responsibility between between the league and and Genius, and we we wear that, and you know that's something that we acknowledge that if CFL and Genius, if we could go back and do things a little bit differently, I think there are certain things that we would have changed. But at the same time what we're talking about here wasn't just a new stat system which we've done before and it's never easy on its own right a new stat system is something fundamentally different uh and there are many many aspects to that but we were talking about transformational change that frankly was probably a little bit overdue something that as a league uh we were really looking forward to and felt uh was absolutely necessary 
with that, you're talking about player management, um, new free-to-play gaming, uh, website integration, a new media portal for those that, that cover our league, along with many other aspects. So, yeah, there were challenges. Um, I think, like you said, it's it's important to acknowledge that there was a time, especially earlier in the year, when what we were providing wasn't good enough. I think it's also important to be able to acknowledge that we did see significant improvement throughout the year. You know, right now, uh, we've got something really positive to build on going into 2024. Things have improved and they're going to continue to improve. And we have to view the positives, which are we're already reaping the benefits from this brand new stat system that we've got in place and our new stats ecosystem. The data that we're collecting is, is faster than we've ever seen it. Our, our statisticians are more accurate in real time than we've ever seen, which is, which is really important. A part of that uh, is thanks to the relentless work that they've put in. But part of it is also this software. It makes them a little bit less prone to making mistakes. It's a little more user-friendly for them. Um, and in the end, that's, that's our goal. We owe it to our fans, uh, our players, uh, our clubs, and the media uh, to provide accurate and reliable data as, as, as quickly as we can. And we felt that that was something in the end that that didn't suffer. Uh, you know, between Steve Daniel and myself, we were pouring over every single data point on every single play to ensure that in the end, players were getting the credit that they deserved and the fans and media and clubs were getting the accurate information that they needed, despite some of the some of the hiccups that we had earlier in the year. Uh, that that was always priority number one. And that was something that we wouldn't relent on no matter what. So what exactly may have been a problem that you couldn't have anticipated until you actually got to a game day and you said, uh-oh, this isn't working right? What could come up? It's it's It was something different every time, just little things that you can test and we did test uh, and, and you can test as often as you want, but it's it's really difficult to replicate a real live game situation and we had some in, we had intensive scenarios uh we gathered in person in toronto for for a full week um, with many of our statisticians personnel from genius uh from the cfl there was there were a lot of times we were very confident in the testing portion and and what we were working on but on a game day everything comes together at once and all it takes is one small thing that you haven't encountered before that can break things down to, to fans and media, you know, that, that can look really bad. Rest assured, we were working with Genius. Uh, they supported us during games. Uh, the support that we got from them, uh, I, I just want to make sure that I, that I say it was, was excellent. Uh, when there was an issue, sometimes, they didn't, sometimes you don't have an answer right away. But you know that someone's working on it. You're getting updates every minute. And you're understanding, okay, now that we've identified the issue, we're going to get this fixed and the issue wouldn't repeat itself. We had different issues, different weeks, different games, but they weren't the same issues. And we viewed them as, as learning opportunities, things that we got better from that wouldn't happen again. And, you know, there, there did come a certain point in the season when we had many, many games and many, many weeks consecutively without any issues at all. That was something for us in, in terms of our holding ourselves accountable, which which we did. Uh, we, we tracked every single game and the issues that we had and held ourselves to a high standard. And, and that was really important to us to be able to say, okay, this this game was green, this week was green. And, and we've, we've had several games in several weeks in a row where we haven't had 
um, issues that have uh, compromised the fan experience. To defend Genius, they have not really worked with a game such as the Canadian Football League with all of its nuances. So there's always going to be interpretive problems when it comes to it. For instance, if Montreal throws an out pattern, kicks the ball a yard past the line of scrimmage, how does that show up in a stats package when the onside punt is recovered? Yeah, and and these are the situations that when we started working with Genius, we made them aware of those situations right away and we went over them in great detail. But it, it's incredible because you can prepare and prepare and prepare, but this league never never fails to surprise you with something that you've never seen before. And I've only been at this job for so many years since since just before COVID. Uh, Steve Daniel has been doing this along with Doug Page in Vancouver uh, for quite a bit longer, and they still see things that they've never seen before. So, you know, you can prepare as much as you want. And the rule book even, it's a, it's a pretty big document. You can read it on CFL.ca. It's almost exhaustive. It covers everything you can think of, but you still find certain things that are open to interpretation. And, you know, those are the things that Steve and Doug and I will discuss when a play happens. And we may have different interpretations depending on uh, what exactly happens. So it's just one of those things. It's never as easy as, as it seems. We think we're prepared uh, for every possible uh, scenario. And then you get something like that, uh, that, that punt play behind the line of scrimmage that Montreal successfully executed multiple times, uh, you know, which we've never really seen before. It was just, just incredible. It has been tried in the past. It just has never succeeded. BC famously tried it and it did not work. And I believe it was against Montreal. It is part of what makes this game special. And I'm sure for genius, they're looking at this and going, how do we encode that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, even the, there was even a, a, um, an onside field goal that Winnipeg did several years ago uh, against BC. I'm not sure if you remember that one, but it was, you know, that, that was, that was a new play that had never been done before. And, and Steve Daniel was on, on that one and uh, interpreting whether that'll count as a, as a field goal attempt or not. Cause I believe at the time, Justin Medlock had a, had a streak of successful uh, made field goals at that point, there's some room for interpretation as to whether that counts as an attempt or not, even though, it was it was entirely clear that he was never attempting to make the field goal, and you're talking about a player's career uh, and, and his streak uh, that's on the line. You're talking about history here for for one of the one of the highest percentage kickers that the CFL has ever seen. So yeah, those are those are things that you know they're going to come up, and and this isn't new to you know the new system and genius either. It happened uh, with with systems that we've had in the past, and. Um, you try and interpret and deal with the situation as best you can in the moment. And then uh, if there needs to be new development or something done uh, manually, you, know, you do that after the game uh, and then work on, on that in the future so that your system is able to handle that kind of, uh, that kind of scenario. Uh, I, I thought just, just for the record, I thought genius and, and that the new stat system live stats uh, was actually able to handle uh, most of those situations incredibly well. Specifically, that punt play, you can imagine there's a moment of, of <laughs> I want to say, a little bit of chaos when it happens, but, and we're going, we're going, we're auditing every play in every moment, and we're saying, uh-oh, 
and the stats team, the statisticians on site, they're handling it incredibly well. And then when the system handles it well and everything goes in flawlessly, um, there's kind of a moment of celebration there where we're really happy. Uh, and that, that makes us proud, right? When, when you're able to take a situation that almost never happens uh, or has never happened successfully before and it, everything works really well. You know, that, that goes above expectation. And, you know, looking back on moments like that, um, you know, that's, that's a really cool moment. You talked about the rule book, but I guess in your position and Steve's and anybody that's working stats at a game, you have to almost implicitly know the rule book because just the working knowledge is one thing, but you guys have to go that step beyond because you deal with the actual outcome. Okay, this is what the rule book says. We just saw this happen. We have to know every interpretation available to us. Can I can I just give a give a quick shout out to our uh, statisticians? I know I've talked about them a little bit, but I just want to reiterate all the great work that they've done. We couldn't do it without them. They're they're the most important part of the process because they're there in stadium. And, you know, all we can do is, is support them and give them the tools that they need to be successful. But at the end of the day, um, the work that they did this year, especially in some some challenging situations, they were overwhelmingly positive and professional. You know, their, their role uh, is their roles are so unique in terms of requiring them to make uh, unique uh, judgment, quick judgments, uh, interpreting rules and and making split second decisions that uh, most people couldn't even imagine. And we've got some you know, i hate to blend them all together and say our game day statisticians because we've got some people that are so incredibly talented there uh including several women that are in, in prominent roles on our stats crews you know wendy valesi and, and marina di batista uh are callers in hamilton uh so they're the voices of their crew um roxanne gallerno who's relatively new in montreal and, and she's one of the best uh, that I've seen it doing uh, manual entry and backup. And I think her role on that crew is going to continue to involve. And uh, in Ottawa, we're going to have a new crew chief this year, uh, Lynn Martin. Uh, and she's, as far as I know, uh, in talking to Steve and getting a sense of our history, uh, I believe she's the first female crew chief um, that we've ever had. Uh, and sh she'll be doing her work for Ottawa. And I know that the, her voice, she's viewed as a, as a leader there. Her crew has tremendous confidence in her. So just want to give a shout out to to all of our statisticians, uh, everyone else that's working behind the scenes. You know, they are a critical part of our uh, game day operations and uh, our league wouldn't function without them. You know, we're the ones that are auditing every play and ensuring that the right data is coming out. Our statisticians have to be prepared for all of those situations as they're unfolding in a game as well. And uh, our game is so fast right now. I, I know... Um, you know, Darren Hackwood and, and our football ops team, they're, they're really focused on uh, pace of play. They want fast and exciting, uh, unpredictable. They take it to heart and we can see the results. Um, there's not a lot of time between plays. I think that's great. It's good for fans. It's good for the product. It, it's really challenging for us and, and our statisticians that are at the game when you factor in crowd noise and you've got a press box announcer in there who's 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 talking and there's just a lot of things happening at once uh add in penalties challenges different things like that and it's 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 incredible that that they're able to move seamlessly from one play to the next and that comes with a very very thorough and confident knowledge uh of the rule book so um you know it's it's the statisticians on site uh it's me and steve and doug the three of us that are auditing you know sometimes on site sometimes off site depending on uh on on where the game is being played 
and being able to interpret uh, and understand right away if, if a player's stats are coming out incorrectly on a play and understanding, okay, is this the way that the statistician has entered it on site? Is this a bug in the system that we need to get addressed? You know, what what's the issue here? Uh, and then getting that fixed as soon as possible, knowing all eyes are, are on us. All eyes are on TSN. And people, you know, with fantasy and gambling, uh, people want to know right away how many passing yards a player has. And they need to be able to trust that that data is accurate. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really important for us. The chaos that's going on at a stadium. You've got music, you've got announcing, you've got a crowd noise. Is there training that you give the guys or the women to stay focused during all of this melee? Yeah, the distractions and things like that specifically, it's it's really hard to replicate a real game scenario. You know, we're not we're not we're training these guys, but we're not we're not piping in crowd noise or anything like that. We're not taking it to those extremes. But we do work with our statisticians in, in every club and each club also has a crew chief. Um, that works with the statisticians uh, outside of what we're doing uh, and they report to us. So, you know, we always have an open dialogue uh, as far as what the crews are doing well, what they need to work on. And then uh, in terms of, of working with them, you know, they, they are professional statisticians and it's not, you know, I say that it's not their full-time job. Uh, it's a job that they do, you know, 10 or maybe 11 times uh, a year, but you know, they take it seriously. Um, they work really hard on on being knowledgeable. You know, depending on their role, uh, working in the stat system, understanding the, the rule book, like we talked about. You know, knowing that you know, there's no time to show up at the start of a season and be rusty or not be confident in in what they're doing. Uh, so the the amount of preparation that that they put in is a really big part of why they're able to tune out some of those other distractions and some of the chaos. Like when we say chaos, it, it's it's organized chaos in a sense that whatever else is happening, uh, each person on the stats crew knows exactly what their role is uh, and they work together and help each other when they need to. Uh, but, you know, they're able to tune out some of those other possible distractions and, uh, and, and, you know, in, in, in pro sports, there can be a lot of them. Uh, we do what we can on the other side of things to also try and, and support them with, with tech and different things like that, uh, ensure that they've got really fast internet so that certain things aren't going to become a distraction. Uh, and then we also tested some new uh, audio uh, software this year that, are, that, are, that I thought was really cool. Um, we rolled them out in some, with some of the crews in some of the louder press boxes where, where the press box might be open air or the, the, the crowd noise might, might impact them a little bit more. Um, these are just local headsets that uh, that connect. The, the crew can communicate internally using those headsets, so they can hear each other. Uh, they they don't have to yell over each over crowd noise or over each other or anything. They can communicate as if they're sitting in a quiet room right beside each other. They really appreciated that. I got to sit with some of the crews that were using them and saw the the difference that it made. Um, certain things like that. We're always trying to find ways to to support those those folks that are in the stadiums uh, collecting our data in real time because it's a pretty tough job. You talked about auditing. How does it compare when you've got yourself or somebody else on site as opposed to maybe nobody on site and you have to do it remotely? How do those two styles work? I, I don't think there's a way to do it entirely remotely. I think there's nothing that can replace um, the function of having uh, statisticians on site and seeing yard lines and things like that 
uh, in person. I mean, we have other tech, uh, you know, all 24 views, um, things like that, that can, that can help us as auditors support the crew and say, okay, this is where the ball is. Sometimes the ball ends up between a yard line and a, a decision has to be made, which yard line is, is it being spotted on, you know, different things like that. But the role, our role as auditors is only to, su to support and audit the data that's going into the stat system. Each role of each person on the stats crew is incredibly vital, and I, I don't see us changing that anytime soon. There was a, there was a point uh, several years ago when the league did try uh, having centralized uh, stats reporting uh, in Toronto, uh, and then there was another one, I believe, out west. Um, that was before I had arrived here, so Steve could probably tell you more about that. From everything that I've seen, I, I, I really appreciate having those uh, folks in, in stadium uh, in the press box, doing the job that they do. Um, I, I think they've been incredibly reliable for us, and I like the work that they're doing there. So let's say you have to audit a play. Yep. What's your timeline on all of this? How do you go through this process to get the audit, and how quickly does it have to come back? To, hey, we need to nudge this by a yard this way or that. Yeah, we're not interrupting the stats crew in any way. You know, we'll, we'll communicate that a change is going to be made, and it, it'll be made within the next few plays at the very latest at the end of the possession that's that's pretty much the timeline so they're so accurate that at the most times you're not even going to see uh a change like on the on the fan or media side of it you're not even going to see anything uh noticeably different it might it might impact it might take away a yard from a running back and give it to a receiver and the quarterback or vice versa right depending on how an official has spotted the ball um sometimes it's a yak spot um where, where the point where a, a pass is caught, um, which is one of just many data points on every play that we're looking at, um, you know, we're very particular about that. Uh, and, you know, if, a, if a, we feel a pass is caught on the 23 and the crew's got the 24, um, we will go and make that change. And that impacts uh, that impacts certain analytics that we have, such as uh, passing depth from the quarterback, um, you know, yards after catch for the receiver and, and, and various things like that. So most of the changes, 99% of the changes we make are, are, are relatively minor, but there are times when the number gets scrunched up or something and, um, the crew just needs some confirmation as to what, uh, which receiver was catching the ball, you know, um, when numbers look similar, was that an eight or a six on the back of a Jersey, right? Uh, especially when it gets folded up or some teams have uniforms that are a little bit harder to see from the press box or, or on broadcast, not, uh, not calling anyone out specifically, but you know, those are, those are other challenges that um, our statisticians have to deal with sometimes uh, in person. And, and, and just to add to that, it, it is a two-way dialogue. It's not just us telling the stats crews, okay, you need to change this. This is wrong. Um, or a good job here, and although we try and stay positive, but it's it, it's a two way dialogue in a sense that, that there's a lot of times crew just wants to get confirmation um, on something that they've seen or a, a certain interpretation or something like that, and that they'll reach out and say, hey, we saw it this way, uh, but we understand this player might have had the tackle, or this might not have been a knockdown. It looked to us like like he deflected it or something like that, right? It, we try and keep an open dialogue there, and I think that's really helpful. To pinpoint where a play happens, I imagine the two worst places on the field are hash marks towards sideline, middle between the five-yard 
marks that are on the field, right? The you know, 25 to the 30. If there's a ball somewhere in there, that's always fun. And then somebody coming out of the end zone on a long kick score. How do you calibrate where he was? How do you go through that? On those plays, uh, you know, we try uh, when possible to defer to the statisticians that are there in person. They've got the best view of it. Um, you know, they know their their field and their end zones uh, better than than we do, of course. Um, and it's it's never going to be a perfect science in, in areas of the field where you don't have those yard lines or, or hash marks. Um, you know, I know that in, in some some venues we have cut off uh, end zones with cut off corners or at BMO. I think the one end zone there is, is a little bit shorter, um, if I understand correctly, because of the because of the soccer configuration that they're dealing with. So, you know, it's 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 never going to be 100 percent perfect in those instances. Uh, and then, you know within reason we're usually also going to um do our best to prop up our players like if you're talking about if you're arguing about the difference between a 107 yard you know missed field goal return maybe 117 118 we're we're going to we're going to give the edge to the 118 we're we want to celebrate the great plays that our players make and the last thing we want to do is is shortchange uh anyone you know while while maintaining the integrity of our game of course so we want to be as accurate as possible, um, but we're always in those situations. We're, we're going to do our best to defer to the statisticians that are that are in stadium collecting the data. Nobody's coming out the day after with a measuring tape and going, "Hmm." No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we do, we try and avoid that. <laughs> yeah, and and that's it. I mean, especially on long touchdown runs, we want that to be the final number when TSN says. It's a 116-yard field goal, uh, missed field goal return. We don't want to come out the next day and say, "Hey, that was that was 115 or, or 117." We want, we also want our broadcasters to to be as accurate as possible in terms of, uh, in terms of us working together, which we do work together a lot. Um, there's lots of dialogue between uh, TSN and the CFL as well, and those are just other factors at play there for sure. As we move into 2024, what are the types of things that we are likely to see? coming out this year with Genius and your participation with them. There's all this online betting that's going on, but what else within the game may happen? Yeah, so, I mean, free-to-play is, is always going to be a focus. Um, we saw a major shift there last year with some pretty successful launches uh, and, and positive results in terms of uh, metrics and, and participation from fans. Uh, so you're talking about, uh, you know, those game day props that come out. Know, fantasy, uh, pick them, uh, different things like that um, to keep our fans engaged, which uh, which is really important in a, in a scenario that's fun, uh, that's not necessarily a, as serious and cutthroat as gambling. Um, you know, there's nothing to lose. Uh, it's it's a really uh, we try to keep it exciting and fun and more a little more family oriented as well. We're going to continue expanding that alongside our partners at Genius. I know that there's a lot of excitement to just expand that you know, create a bigger offering and also improve uh, what was already launched in 2023. And then uh, on our side, the focus is always going to be uh, how can we be more accurate and reliable? How can we be faster? Uh, you know, we talked about transformational change. Well, our statisticians took on a stat system that was fundamentally different and it impacted uh, everyone that was doing their jobs in stadium. And they handled it really well. They came in with an open mind. They adapted. Uh, they evolved, you know, they asked us questions, they provided their feedback, they were honest. But then in moments when things didn't necessarily go as you'd expect, 
they were still positive and professional and, and solution-based. Uh, thinking quickly about what can we do to remedy the situation as opposed to being frustrated or uh, or complaining. But it, that's, a, that's a big part of, of the role that I have in, in working along with, with Steve Daniel and Douglas Page uh, in Vancouver uh, is continuing to ensure that the clubs and 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 our fans and media and everyone involved can rely on the data that we're uh, that we're providing. I mentioned before, I think it got a lot better last year, but we can always improve that, uh, and we're going to try to to continue to improve that. So that that's the biggest focus moving into twenty twenty four is just reliability and and just more consistency uh, across the board. Is also a focus trying to grab something from the stats that you provide and have it thrown out, like whether the comp- or the programming can cull it and say, I need this to do this parlay bet, right? Is that, is that part of the focus as well? Yeah, it is. And especially with regards to, to broadcast, uh, working with TSN, there's a lot of broadcast augmentation that, um, you know, uh, that's in our future. I can't put exact timelines on it, but, um, you know, the vision, there's a vision there uh, that weaves everything together in broadcast and creates a much greater, uh, continually greater viewing experience for those that are watching. And and TSN already does an incredible job where, you know, we're really, really happy with uh, the way that we're able to consume and the fans are able to consume uh, our league through through their platforms. I'm I'm sure um, we would all agree that there's there's more we can continue to add uh, with regards to data. Uh, and data being available right now, you know, right away, and in, in fun ways, uh, in, in new ways and fun ways uh, to consume them. Uh, you know, I always get a kick out of the, uh, you know, the the NFL's uh, Nickelodeon game and, and and different things like that, where we see uh, broadcast augmentation and uh, in, in fun new ways. And I think long term, that's you know, that's obviously a vision for us. We love that kind of thing. And uh, it's a, it's a way to make new fans and, and engage people that aren't necessarily already engaged. So, um, you know, that's definitely something that, uh, you know, between us and Genius and TSN, we're going to continue to work on. Uh, but in terms of our, our partnership with Genius, you know, it, it's a long term game. This past year was really a, a really about setting the new landscape. Um, and I know I've said that word, that phrase transformational change a lot, um, but that you know, that's the biggest challenge is where do you start? How do you, how do you set everything in motion? And the feeling is we've done that now. At the end, we got to where we wanted to be. It wasn't the perfect road that uh, we were hoping for as, as you can attest to, and as fans would have seen, especially early in the year with the challenges that we've had, but the groundwork has been laid now and the foundations there and, and us along with, with genius. Uh, and of course, TSN as well, you know, we're all pulling, we're all pulling together. We're all pulling in the same direction. And uh, it's that's a pretty good feeling heading into 2024, knowing most of this partnership is still ahead of us. Most of what we want to accomplish is still ahead of us. So I I think the future is really bright. I'm really excited about it. One of the things that I really enjoyed, this came out at Grey Cup, was the halftime stats were sent out. And I thought that was fantastic because when you compare the end of the game from halftime to see what Cody Fajardo did, see what the Blue Bombers did, it really gave you more of a sense of how the Alouettes started to really take over the game in the second half. Yeah. And, you know, our, our PDF reporting, I think that's what, that's what you're referring to is the report we sent out to our, our distribution list. Our PDF reporting is, is 
incredibly in depth. Not to, not to brag. <laughs> I don't mean it. You de- you deserve to brag. You deserve it. I, I more mean it in a sense that that's the standard that we want to set across all of our platforms. There was a big change. Uh, part of part of this whole statistical overhaul involved our CFL.ca ecosystem, which you know continues to be something that we're trying to build up and improve. And we want to get that to the same standard uh, as our PDF reporting, where that information that you're talking about is is more accessible to fans. Um, same with historical data. You know, the, the records that we do have, thanks to a lot of great research from Steve Daniel, they, they go way back. Uh, we have a really strong cohesive picture of of what our league history is and the great players that we've we've had the legends that we've had come through our game and that's something that we definitely want to make uh available on our website to everyone it just takes time that's something that's consistent across all sports i know baseball has had uh similar challenges with, with certain stats projects and when you have a history that's so rich and so broad there's a lot of work that goes into that uh, so those are things that we want to make more and more accessible and halftime stats. I mean, you know, that was just something that, that, that Steve and I decided pregame. We said, Hey, why don't we send out halftime stats for this? We're, we're really happy and confident with the way that our data is accurate and the stat system is working. You know, let's try and provide a little extra value, you know, where, where we can, uh, during the biggest game of the year. And it's, you know, it worked out well. For those who do not get the uh, game notes and the stats that come out, it's literally a, a short story <laughs> that comes out every time. It, it is thorough. You look at everything, first down, second down succession, third down succession, punts, field goals, you name it, it's all there. And I imagine for a broadcast team, it's just, it's the Bible when they walk into the, their meeting rooms to decide what they're going to focus on for the week. Yeah, and I know I know, Steve gets, gets pretty excited Whenever, uh, whenever our TSN personalities are reading some of those notes uh, from the game notes, sometimes word for word, which we which we encourage, you know, that's that's what it's there for. You know, we know when people are reading them, and and uh, there's there's a ton of research that goes into those those pregame uh, stats packages, and that's you know that's a big part of what we do is we tell a story. That was part of what had drawn me to this position originally when I moved over from content was an opportunity to weave some of what I was already doing into 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 stats and data, marrying those two together, which I think uh, is a lot of fun and, and and really valuable for what we do. Like like I said, that it's 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 awesome that people read them. Uh, I know they're really long and sometimes it can probably be a little overwhelming as far as where do I start? And I hope they're incredibly valuable and uh, we're always happy to hear from people. Hey, why don't you add this? Or I really thought this was interesting because these are these are made for for fans and media and 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 really whoever whoever could use them. And if if, if anyone has anything they want added, uh, you know, we're always we're always open to that. It's sort of the old adage: have too much information in the suitcase rather than not enough. And that's what you provide. You, you can go into a game; you've got everything ready for you. Yep, for sure. As we go into the twenty four season. What is a professional goal for Jeff Creever? Uh, I think professionally, you know, like like I kind of said before, the fo- the focus is our stats. You know, it's it's really important to us, and I do love this league. I've been a CFL fan my entire life. Uh, it means a lot to me. That's why you know it was a dream come true when I started as an intern uh, with the CFL uh, right out of school almost, 
a lot of times it doesn't it doesn't even feel like work and i know it's the ultimate cliche but i just love i just love what i'm doing here with that said it makes it challenging sometimes because i probably spend more time than i need to on twitter and when i see you know when i see a little bit of criticism you know, I, I don't take it the wrong way, but I take it, I do, it does matter to me. And I do take it a little bit personally in a sense that, Hey, that's, you know, that's wrong. That's not true. We're doing this and that, and, or, or, Hey, you know, that's, maybe that's right. Maybe we need to do this better. Maybe we need to improve that. It's, it's something that going back to this year, seeing some of those things that made th- this season uh, more of a challenge than usual, you know, not that I don't, you know, I don't enjoy a challenge. I think it's important. I think everyone likes to be challenged in their job. Part of this year was was filtering some of that in a in a way that's productive, and and being able to handle some of that criticism and and using it to to continue to improve and and make us better as a league. So, just going back to 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 goals professionally, the biggest thing is just continuing to uh, improve our stats offering, and that goes back to being faster being more accurate, being prepared for uh, some of the unique situations that you see uh, in our league uh, from a game to game uh, or year to year basis. So maybe something that hasn't come up in 50 years. Uh, how do we handle that situation? Does it, does it break, does it break us down in terms of what we're doing uh, and create uh, a negative user experience? End of the day, our, our reputation uh, is incredibly important as the league's keepers of uh, stats and data. Even if we think things are going relatively well, all it takes is one mistake. Someone shouts about it on Twitter and it, it, it changes how we're perceived. I want us to continue to be more accurate. I want our statisticians in stadium to uh, continue to get the training that they need to be confident and to be accurate and to continue uh, to improve, uh, which we which we see every single year as they, as they are experts and they learn uh, about everything in our league. Uh, so that's professionally, that's, that's my, that's my goal. Um, I, I know it's, it's probably a little bit cliche and not the most, uh, it's, it's not going to be the most measurable to, to those consuming this, but we do, uh, we do measure and evaluate everything that our crews are doing, uh, and the data that we're collecting every time that there's an error or something that's off, we are measuring that and looking at those numbers year over year. So, you know, we want to see our, our accuracy continue to get better and better. And we feel that our accuracy really is in line with all of the other uh, in line or, or better than all of the other sports leagues in the world. The way that Steve and I and Doug Page uh, scrutinize our data, I, I, I'm confident it's there's it's really second to none. I don't think there's any other league that scrutinizes stats the way that we do, the way that we pour over every single detail. Um, working with Genius Sports, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of really great people over there. Uh, we have a shared vision in terms of what we want to accomplish. I want to continue to uh, foster those relationships because I think what we can accomplish here is something really spectacular and game-changing for our league. You know, we're talking about things like reach. We're talking about ticket sales. Um, especially in three major markets where we saw a significant improvement in 2023, like Toronto and Vancouver uh, and Montreal, which were all success stories. And we have that collective vision. We're working on that together. Their support on game nights has been really appreciated. You know, on both sides, we're seeing a ton of progress. And, you know, in, in reality, you know, they have uh, a unique 
expertise in professional sports. You know, they've worked with uh, sports leagues across the world, and there are things that they bring to the table that are that are new to us. And on the other side of it, we have a unique expertise uh, in our league and in the CFL, and specifically uh, you know, between Steve and, and Doug and myself, in terms of collecting data and auditing uh, and being accurate, we think that we've got a knowledge that few others possess. So personally, that's something um, that I, I feel responsible for continuing to uh, work together uh, with some really talented people there uh, between Genius and CFL and ensuring that all of this is, is really successful and that we're not, we're not letting any potential slip by because uh, you know, collectively we all think that there's something we can do for our league that's that's never been done before there are a lot of ways that we can continue to improve jeff thank you so much for being on the podcast again really appreciate talking to you thank you so much awesome have a great 2024 thanks don appreciate it thank you for listening to our show Third Down Gamble is hosted on Podbean and can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Third Down Gamble. Join us again, the Third Down Gamble podcast, audio worth watching. Third Down Gamble uses the expert resources provided by Canadian Football League Player and Game Statistics, for analytics, game notes, and statistics, and 3downnation.com for news, insight, and in-depth analysis. Please visit cfl.ca and 3downnation.com for the most up-to-date information on the Canadian Football League.